Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hall of Fame game moving pretty quickly. They've reached halftime and a guy named Kirk Ben Kurt. I will give you bonus points if you know where he went to school. He's a rookie undrafted guy. Uh, I guess he was actually last year when he was undrafted. Uh, yeah, Kirk Benkert, leading passer for the Falcons, 112 yards, has a touchdown, 7-7 as they reach the break. Let's bring on in Frank Schwab, Yahoo Sports NFL columnist there. Uh, Frank, welcome back to the show. How you been? Hey, what's going on? Hey, I've got to ask you about this first ever defensive pass interference review that took all of what, about 15 seconds uh, to actually uh, get sorted, sorted out? Yeah, I, you know, I, I will admit to you, I'm not watching the Hall of Fame game. I, I did skip that one tonight, so I don't, blame I don't you. know, but I, I hope that, yes, exactly, others are others are writing about that game, so I don't have to, thankfully. <laughs> but, you know, it's this whole pass interference thing, I, I just remember a year ago, this game, and we were making the biggest deal out of the helmet rule. This was going to ruin yeah. the NFL. We were going to, like, every single game is going to be bothered by the helmet rule, and it got called, like, four times during the season. So I'm hoping the pass interference rule is going to be similar. It's just a little overturned if it's egregious. It's, you know, we're all beholden. Like, those kind of plays, a little overturned. I in NFL where we're parsing like, oh, well, you know, Marshawn Lattimore's hand was on DJ Moore's shoulder for a half a second as the ball was in the air. Now we got to call it. I don't want to see that happen with this rule, and I hope it doesn't. I hope that there's some discretion involved where we're not just frame by framing every single play because you can you can call pass interference every single play. It's like holding. You can find holding on every play in the NFL. Let's leave this for the egregious calls that, you know, keep the Saints out of the Super Bowl plays like that yeah it sounds like you're in line with Sean Payton who told us a couple of days ago he doesn't believe it's going to be a big deal at all and he actually thinks challenges might go down because coaches are saving it for that one big PI review are most people inside and around the NFL in agreement with Sean and with you that hey not going to be a big deal that fans and a lot of the media are making it out to be you know what? I think it's, it's split, basically. I think some teams are either preparing for or worried about that it's going to be a, a strategic element. Like, you know, you're going to, to almost wait for that challenge where you can throw it and say, hey, go look, because we're, we're going to get this call. Because, eh? like, again, you can call pass reference on a lot of different plays. Quarterbacks contact receivers many, many times. So I think that there's that worry that a, a smart coach like Belichick or like Trump Hayden, somebody like that, is going to realize this and kind of use this in a in a way that that slows down the game, but technically they're going to be right that hey, you can call the interference on that play, go and go and review it. I don't know. I it's just I hate to put the NFL in a position where they're using any kind of discretion because they're generally going to screw it up. Uh, you know, they just they they screw things up when you give them too many things to think about. So I, I hope this turns out well. I hope this is one of those rules that's kind of implemented on a common sense basis. Well, we're not just doing ticky-tack stuff. It's just for the obvious calls. But 
we'll see. I, you know, again, trusting the NFL to get things right when it comes to this is usually a fool's errand. <laughs> That's a good point. Uh, Frank Schwab's a columnist, covers the NFL uh, for Yahoo Sports at Yahoo Schwab on Twitter. And this morning, about 7 o'clock local time, Frank, you released some power rankings on Yahoo Sports, but not your typical power rankings. I love this. You ranked the holdouts and which ones would have the biggest impacts. And a lot of people might think, oh, it's got to be Zeke, right, now that uh, Michael Thomas isn't in camp. No, you have some other guys ahead of him. Uh, which holdouts right now do you think are going to have the biggest impact? You know, and, and the reason I didn't put Zeke number one is just because he has to report. I don't, I don't think there's any wiggle room here. He, if he doesn't come in by August 6th, he doesn't get the third season. And what's he going to do with the came under on a free agency another year? Another year of prime? Is this, and it's just nonsensical if he holds up past that and loses this year and pushes crazy back another year. So, uh, Frank, hold on. We got to, and this is our, uh, Frank, hold, this is our fault, probably not yours. Uh, Logan, just get Frank. We have a really bad connection that's going in and out, and sometimes this happens with our, and like, yeah, try to maybe call him back. This is our fault, not Frank's at all, probably most likely. We've had this uh, just a little bit. I want to hear, I want to hear that full answer because that was so good on why he doesn't think uh, Ezekiel Elliott um, is going to continue his holdout. It's kind of the same situation. Remember Michael Thomas, we told you, had to report by August 6th or this would not count as a year of service in the NFL because that's the rules that have been collectively bargained. Now, he could report and then continue his holdout in other ways. But, yeah, August 6th is that hard date, and we're just we're less than a week uh, away from that. And, uh, Frank, we got Frank back. And, Frank, I was just explaining uh, the August 6th. We were going through the same thing here with Michael Thomas. But, yeah, you think that he will report Ezekiel by August 6th because you're a service. He wants that. I, I just I just can't imagine another way this plays out. I really don't. Like, I just – it just would be nonsensical for him not to report. I, I think the Cowboys understand that. I think the Cowboys realize we have all the leverage here. He's got to play this year. Well, maybe, you know – Maybe things things change in a year, but right now he's too far away from it. He's got to report. I just and and maybe he's not happy. Maybe it's not the best thing that you're asking an unhappy running back to carry the ball 350 times. But he's kind of stuck, and that's why I don't think that's going to end up being a big deal. I think Jadavian Clowney is the one that, you know, he's the biggest name out there who really this might really drag on. This might be the Le'Veon Bell situation. I think that Le'Veon has at least given a path to guys, and he has said, look, there's a loophole here and if you want to take advantage of it you're not gonna if you don't like this if you really truly don't like this franchise tag here's your way around it so i don't know that that's going to happen but he might be traded i mean again a year ago at this time we all thought cleo mack was going to play for the raiders at some point well he got traded i I think that that's really on the table for the texans i I just i don't know how the colony situation is going to work out and that's why i kind of have that as the one holdout slash injury that's happened that, that really could impact the playoff picture. Okay, now I'm going to have my ears at the ground watching to see if any trade rumors come out of this. That would be that would be incredible. Uh, the Chargers also have a couple of guys, and everybody's on this Chargers bandwagon again, Frank. They have a couple of guys, one who's got a medical condition, uh, left tackle Russell Okung, and then Melvin Gordon's holding out. Is this going to linger for those guys? Yeah, you know, the Oakland thing, I just hope he's healthy. Like, that was a really scary thing from what he described. So you you kind of hope that he's going to be okay and be their left tackle. They need him football-wise. They, they need their left tackle. They Their line was already a little bit of a mess. Without him, it, it might get really bad. As for Melvin, look, I, I'm a Wisconsin alum. I like Melvin Gordon. I've watched him since college. I don't think Melvin Gordon has any leverage right here. I just think he's a very good player. 
And there's only about a handful, and Alvin Kamara is one of them, there's only about a handful of running backs in the NFL who are, are irreplaceable. Like, you're a foundation guy in the offense. I think the Los Angeles Chargers would be just fine if they had to turn Austin Eckler and Justin Jackson. I don't – they're not Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon's a Pro Bowl player. But I think those guys can produce similar stats at a fraction of the cost. So why would you pay Melvin Gordon $13 million a year? I just – I don't think it's smart business. I, I wouldn't pay Ezekiel Elliott. I wouldn't pay Melvin Gordon. I just don't think that – Running back, their second contracts, it's just not good investment. It's just, we've seen time and time again, these guys, maybe they get that, you know, they play through the five years of their rookie deal, and then you're, you're going to hit a wall pretty soon after that. So when I look at Melvin Gordon's situation, yeah, he's a good player. They'd rather have him in for sure. But I don't think the Chargers are sitting here saying, we need this guy in camp. I think they're saying, we can play hardball. <laughs> Melvin, if you want to come into play, that's great. We'll even come, to, we'll give you $10 million a year. That's fine. But if you don't want to come play, that's that's fine too because we have Eckler and Jackson, and they're going to be okay. I just I just can't see where Melvin Gordon has leverage. Here. And we'll be going through this same thing next year when Alvin Kamara enters the final yep. year of his contract. Remember, no uh, fifth year option because he was not a first round pick. I, I, before we uh, we get let you go, I'm always love to get outside the bubble thoughts on uh, stuff that happens here in New Orleans. Michael Con- uh, Thomas just signs this record-breaking contract, $20 million a year. S- and from a franchise's perspective, from the Saints franchise's perspective, front office, smart decision to pay a wide receiver 10-plus percent that much money of the salary cap. I mean, I just don't know what choice they had, to be honest. I, I think that He's just one of those guys. You, you, you pay him. You figure out the rest later. And the Saints seem to be on this kind of pay-as-you-go program. You know, they're they're kind of living uh, to, to use a layman, like check-to-check like check at this point. Yeah. I think we all realize that when Drew Brees is done, there's going to be a, a lot of salary cap mess to clean up. And I don't blame them. I, I'd be trying to get Drew Brees one last ring, too, and they've obviously come so close the last couple of years. I just don't know what choice they had, to be honest. Like, when, you know, Michael Thomas is sitting here saying, I want $20 million a year. You kind of say, well, okay, what are we going to do? He's, he had the leverage, and he used it. And good for him. He's a, he's a heck of a player. I think he's one of those guys that, you know, when he plays hardball with you, you kind of say, okay, we get it. You, you win your Michael, here's $20 million a year. And you just, you just figure out the cap on that. Yeah, yeah, that's what most people around here thought too. Kind of, a, I don't know, lose, lose, or win-win, depending on how you look at that glass. Uh, Frank Schwab, NFL columnist, covers the NFL for Yahoo Sports at Yahoo Schwab. Find his work on Yahoo Sports Online. Frank, always appreciate the chats, man. Enjoy camp. Yeah, no doubt. All right, we'll take a break. It's your calls now. We'll have them rest of the hour. 504-260-1870. Line them up. 504-260-1870. Our text line is 870-870. I'm Seth Dunlap. Logan's behind the glass. The last lap. Kind of just getting started here. Two more hours on WWL. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.